back to Cairo Nights. Nice choice. So I was reading this uh, this article online about movies that are so good, so flawless, they could be considered perfect. And this is just again opinion. You know what makes what makes a flawless movie? Characters you you care about, you become whether you despise the villain or really root for the hero. You know, perfect setting, perfectly cast. They really capture a moment in time. This this website, I think it's called a Bleacher Breaker. They posted what they call 20 movies so flawless they can be considered perfect. And I wrote down the list for us, but some of you folks are mentioning other movies that you feel are flawless, are so good that you can't find a single thing wrong with them. And, you know, my favorite movies, some of them, there's, there's you know, flaws, you know, little little things. But you overlook it because they're so good. Saving Private Ryan. So many people voted for that one on the text line. 888-973-5476. I'd love to have your opinion. Because the list I got from this website is just one movie reviewer's opinion. You know? Was it Rotten Tomatoes? Is that the new rating system for movies? I don't really understand how that works. How do, how do they factor your Rotten Tomatoes well, score? Well, the way that works is if you're offended by or dislike a particular movie, then you get your internet pros to all band together and spam it with bad reviews. Okay. Is that real? That's it, really? That's that's kind of the way yeah. it okay. often turns out. Not, yeah. But people have become have come to use that, right, as a, as to whether a movie is worth seeing or not. Right? That's that's kind of the barometer. It's, it's Rotten Tomato review. Because we used to have just movie critics – Right. Uh, who was the guy who had the big Gene Shallot? Right. Was that the guy with the big bushy mustache and the glasses was Gene Shallot was like the network TV movie reviewer. I think it was on maybe the Today Show or something like that. And he, he, Lisa's give me the nod. And my my Cairo newsroom fact checker right there. I love it. Um, Gene Shallot was like America. He would tell America what to go see. And there's like, you know, there's classics of Gene Shallot getting it so wrong. He movies he hated. That went on to become some of the greatest movies of all time, like you know Midnight Cowboy with Dustin Hoffman and John Voight. A lot of people think that's a flawless movie, right? Um, a Beautiful Mind, our, our texters are offering that up as the flawless movie. Ben-Hur, you know, uh, someone said Fantasia from Disney is flawless, just perfect. Deliverance, yeah, hard to find much wrong with, with Deliverance. That one, that's just movie just makes, gives you the willies. I would nominate John Hughes films, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. Perfect yeah, movies. Yeah. So charming, so clever. It's just a, such a great movie. Yeah. Everybody from Jeannie, the little sister played by Jennifer Grey, right? You just annoyed the crap out of you. Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen in it. Right. That one little, <laughs> right. <laughs> His role in, in, I forgot that how great that was. He had what, a two minute scene in Ferris Bueller, right? And just. He fixed her. He fixed Jeannie. He just laid, her, laid it straight for her. Yeah. 
Garden State with Zach Braff for people mm. of a certain age and generation. And oh, seriously. Was a really And, and Natalie Portman, movie. right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hear this song, it'll change your life. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Saving Private Ryan. A lot of folks recommend that as a flawless movie, start to finish. It's hard to argue with that. That movie is just so well done. You know, by the way, you know, Saving Private Ryan, I don't know if you ever heard this story. When Tom Hanks was, you know, making Saving Private Ryan, when he was doing the research, I should say, for making or for Saving Private Ryan, he kept hearing about Easy Company, this one particular company of airborne infantry that through just the luck of the draw and circumstance found themselves in the most perilous battles in World War II. And that led to Band of Brothers, was the stories he kept hearing, Tom Hanks, he was executive producer for Saving Private Ryan, he kept hearing the stories about Easy Company, and that led to him researching those, those heroes, those individuals, and making the, the series Band of Brothers, which, by the way, Band of Brothers is flawless. I mean flawless. It's, I know it doesn't qualify because it's not a movie. It's, it's an HBO series. Perfectly cast, brilliantly told, Band of Brothers. I can't recommend it any any higher. American Graffiti is listed as one of the flawless movies of our age. Absolutely. Never-ending story. Your guys' list is better than the list I got on this website, I got to tell you. Seriously, you guys have some excellent, excellent. Uh, Mad Max was recommended by our audience. On the list of movies that I got from Bleacher Breaker... Mad Max Fury Road was listed, the newest version of Mad Max, um, which is really, really well done. I got to see that last year, you know, after it had long been out of the theaters and long been on our cable channels. I thought it was just fantastic. A great story. But the first, um, you know, the first Mad Max, it wasn't the... Uh, they they made the first Mad I, I forget what was it Mad Max and then there was a second one that where he was you know came a little more the first Mad Max has Mad has Max and Mel Gibson still got an Australian accent it was a low budget Australian movie right with the toe cutter and Johnny the boy right that's fantastic but then when Mad Max uh, got made by Hollywood Mel Gibson came and they you know dubbed in the Amer or they they had him do the American accent. Another great piece of work. Beautiful Mind. Funny Girl. Barbara Streisand. Yeah. Sound of Music. Flawless Movie. Urban Cowboy. Pulp Fiction was on the text list, and it was on the list of flawless movies I got from the movie. Also, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, I would put in that category. Yes. Thinking back to older uh, films. Oh, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Classic. Uh, yeah, mm, yeah, no, absolutely great movie. Although Mickey Rourke, oh right, uh, not Mickey, not, Mickey, not Mickey Rourke. I'm sorry, not Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rooney. Yeah, Mickey Rooney I forgot about as that the part. Asian guy who lived upstairs. So that would be why it would not be a perfect. Yeah, I don't have flaw, but but again, the rest of the movie was we're, we're, excellent. We're presenting right. We're we're judging things by the present filter, not by the time it was made. To be fair, right? I mean, even even Mickey Rooney was was funny. It was a funny little character. Couldn't do it today. 
I would say I, I didn't find any flaws. Now, I'm biased because of the subject matter, but I didn't find any flaws in High Fidelity. That perfectly captured yeah. what they were going for in that film. Yeah, absolutely. John Cusack's uh, ode to broken hearts, I guess, right? And the nuances of each of the quirky characters that orbited around him. Yeah. Jack oh, yeah. Black, is, you know, yes. the other guys in the store, the people that visited. It was brilliant. Uh, Clint Eastwood's Hang em High from our texters. And uh, by the way, Gran Torino and Hang 'em High are both offered by this particular te- Zach, who already, by the way, ch- chimed in with. Uh, <laughs> I gotta give you, give you credit, my friend. Um, Platoon. He's you're right about that flawless movie. Speak to any Vietnam veteran who's seen Platoon, and they will tell you they got everything right. Everything about Platoon is is spot on. The battle scenes in Platoon. Where their their perimeter is being breached, oh, that is some of the apocalypse now, flawless movie, absolutely. You know it's funny when you see something like like um, apocalypse now the, the is it called the redo right the redux whatever they call that where is that Scorsese apocalypse now if I'm not mistaken I could be wrong, uh, but the director put out a, a, a version of the movie that's got deleted scenes. Right, the, the the director's cut where they have deleted scenes put back in the movie. You know, there's there's a reason scenes were cut from movies in the first place. Somebody mentioned one of my favorites, Fargo. Yeah. Oh, yes. I, I'll tell you. You know, the biggest regret, one of the big, one of the this is this is trivial, but one of the biggest regrets I have of all time, and I'm, I'm aging myself when blockbuster video was still a thing, right? I went to Blockbuster one night and there was a collector's edition of Fargo that had a snow globe attached to it. And yes, the snow globe was a wood chipper with half a leg hanging out of it. And when you shook it up, red snow floated around and I didn't buy it. I went back the next day because I was thinking about it all day. When I went back, it was gone. And I've never seen one since. Were you a fan of the TV implementations of the Fargo world? Yes. They did a phenomenal job. I love oh, There's my word. I owe somebody five bucks. Hey, you can use it at least once a <laughs> okay, show. It's dead it's for tonight. Keep, yeah. <laughs> so we keep doing it, then they get mad. Yeah, that, when I beat it to death. Uh, taxi. Taxi. I'm assuming you, you're saying Taxi Driver. You wrote Taxi, which was a great TV show, but not flawless. <laughs> um, taxi Drivers, a flawless movie. Yeah, absolutely. Robert De Niro is on this list a lot, by the way. Godfather 2, flawless. Flawless. Um, Forrest Gump got list, got uh, votes here, as well as on the list from Bleacher Breaker. Uh, Lord of the Flies is brought up. I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever seen the movie Lord of the Flies. Big Trouble in Little China, the one with uh, Kurt Russell and Kim Cattrall, that's a great movie. That really is. That is a great movie. Yeah, Taxi Driver. I, I figured you meant Taxi Driver, Texter. Thanks for coming back with us. I appreciate that. Yep, The Pianist is listed on our uh, list here. I couldn't agree with you more. Great piece of work. Uh, Fight Club and Pulp Fiction from the same Texter. Ooh, both Fight are, Club, yes. Both absolutely. of those made the list of 20 flawless movies. So flawless, they're, they're practically perfect in every way, to quote Mary Poppins. Yeah, Fight Club. I don't know what they could have done to make Flight Club any better than it was. Not a thing. Seriously. The casting 
from Helena Bonham Carter to Meatloaf and everything in between in Fight Club is perfect. And Edward Norton. And speaking of Edward oh. Norton, American History X. I think yes. everybody should see that movie. Yes. Full Metal Jacket. That's been on. That's been on so many people's text list. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was also on the list from the website of Flawless Movies. That is a brilliant piece of work. American Beauty, I would put on that list. Yeah. Oh, you know what? There's a texture that wrote in Cool Hand Luke, uh, Lawrence of Arabia, and Cool Hand Luke. Have you ever seen Cool Hand Luke? Okay. We should have. We, we'll start making a list of the movies. If you have not seen that, you know. If you haven't seen Cool Hand Luke, you really you deserve it. You deserve it. I like you that much. You should see Cool Hand Luke. Paul Newman was an absolute brilliant, brilliant actor. And Cool Hand Luke is such a well-told story. George Kennedy, uh, Strother Martin, Paul Newman. It, it, it's a fantastic piece of work. Flawless. Um, the last two votes came in are for my all-time favorite movie. And it made the list, of course, Shawshank Redemption. It is, I think, impossible to find flaw. Well, you know, it's funny. How could they not have checked the poster on the wall for I don't know how many years it took Andy to dig through that with a with a rock hammer, right? Come on. That might, that might be considered a flaw, okay? Um, but Shawshank is perfect. Absolutely perfect movie. The Green Mile. Another movie recommended by so many people, 12 Monkeys. Have you seen 12 Monkeys? That might be some of Brad Pitt's best work. When people say Brad Pitt can't act and he's just a pretty face, I tell them, go watch 12 Monkeys because he is not pretty in that movie. And he is brilliant in that movie. <sighs> and, and, and this is this is great. So many people are, are sending in their favorite movies and, and what they feel are flawless Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Revenge of the Nerds, good on you, man. Good on you. It doesn't have to be a serious movie or a drama or, you know. Revenge of the Nerds is fun. It is perfect. It really is. When you want to just check out, eat popcorn, have a blast, Revenge of the Nerds, One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. Thank you very much. You know, this list that the, that the website came up with sucks compared to you, the Cairo radio audience. You guys got your game on. Some of the things that were on the list here that I haven't seen come in yet on our texters lists, and you've gotten, you really have gotten most of them. Uh, Hot Fuzz, right? I mean, that movie is flipping hilarious. So well written. What's his name? Simon what? I can't, I can never remember. Peak? No. Peg. Peg. Thank you. Simon Peg. Yeah. Ooh, Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs, yeah. yes. See that one come yes. in? Yeah, Reservoir yes. Dogs, yeah, Thank absolutely. Um, Pulp Fiction has been listed so many times on our text line, and it's in the list of top 20 flawless movies. Um, Hot Fuzz, let's see, what else? Pan's Labyrinth. You know, that movie was weird, but so well done. So well done. Yeah, it's, that, that's one of the ones they consider flawless. Kurt Russell's The Thing. Do you remember that? Brilliant piece of work. Brilliant. Usual suspects, flawless. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. Flawless. <laughs> the Emperor's New Groove. I love that movie. I do. I love that movie. 
Um, from their list, from Bleacher Breakers list that we haven't covered yet, Grand Budapest Hotel, Unforgiven by Clint Eastwood, The Perfect Western, The Perfect Western. I would also uh, add to that Open Range with Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall. If you haven't seen Open Range, do yourself a favor and check out that movie. It is fantastic. Uh, let's see. Manchester by the Sea. The Assassination of Jesse, jo- Jesse, Jesse Jones. I'm sorry, Jesse. The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford is a flawless movie. 2001 Space Odyssey and The Big Lebowski. How did none of you people Ooh, come up with... How did I miss that yes, one? How did none I'm of you people on the myself. text line not come up with The Big Lebowski? during the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> oh, somebody couldn't think of the name, but you got it for him. The Hustler. Yeah. Jackie Gleason and Paul Newman. Yeah. Absolutely. Folks, uh, we pre- if you c- keep, them co- keep them coming. You know, Legends of the Fall, Rear Window, Pop- Apollo 13, flawless. I couldn't agree with you more. Flawless. Although, <laughs> have I got 30 seconds? Raiders of the Lost Ark was listed here. And there's a f- one of the funniest clips I've ever seen from Big Bang Theory. Sheldon says to Amy, his girlfriend, Raiders of the Lost Ark is a perfect movie. And she says, uh, well, Harrison Ford's character is, isn't involved in the story. It doesn't matter. The story goes on. He's like, what do you mean? She says, well, Indiana Jones has no role in the story. He's like, what do you mean? You, you must be, Indiana Jones is the one with the whip. You must be confused. She says, if Indiana Jones isn't in the movie, the Nazis still find the Ark, take it to the island, and all their faces melt off whether he's there or not. It's just hilarious. Anyway, Cairo Knights will be right back after these. Life of Pi is flawless. Was once New Amsterdam. Mm. Why they changed it, I can't say. People just liked it better that way. Primal Fear with Edward Norton and Richard Gere. You ever see that one? That was like Edward Norton's first movie. He was just, woof. He was crazy. That was great. He was crazy in that movie. Uh, and, and the Princess Bride is something that we didn't mention and had come in numerous times through the text lines. Yeah, the Princess Bride is a perfect movie. It really is. You find, uh, if you've got a problem, you don't like the Princess Bride, I don't think we can be friends. I'm sorry. <laughs> we started this by asking what makes a flawless movie, and there was a list on BleacherBreaker.com. The 20 movies, so so flawless, they could be considered perfect. And, of course, you guys, the Cairo Radio audience, came up with so many better options. So many better options. Movies that you just have to see. 
I recommended Cool Hand Luke to Matt, who's never seen Cool Hand Luke. And that was probably early 70s, I would guess, somewhere in that neighborhood. Rear Window is listed in there, To Live and Die in L.A., The Five People You Meet in Heaven. You guys have done a great... Goonies. Goonies is pretty much a perfect movie, too. Yeah. i give you that one. Hard to find fault in Goonies. Kiss of Death with Richard Whitmark. Okay. Uh, West Side Story. The original was on the list from Bleacher Breaker, and the remake was somebody was somebody uh, suggesting from the 206. Said the remake of West Side Story was worth seeing. I saw it. I saw the remake. They did a really nice job. The Great Escape with Steve McQueen and Bridge on the River Kwai is recommended with these flawless movies. Oh, good point. Overboard. Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell. Great, great movie. Probably easy to consider that flawless. <laughs> Somebody pushed back on that on that uh, uh, <laughs> Big Bang Theory joke about how the story wouldn't have been any different if Dr. Jones wasn't in it. And as someone gave me a nice long text explaining why that's wrong. <laughs> how Indiana Jones had to be there in that movie or it wouldn't have wouldn't have played out. That's great. <laughs> to kill a mockingbird. Um, yeah, that's, that's a flawless movie, but that's such a great story. You know, the, the book to kill a mockingbird uh, and, and most people would agree that books are better than movies. You know, if you, if you like a movie, you really should read the book first. Cause it's, I've always found, I don't know if there's any movie that's done a better job than the, than the book itself, especially, you know, a book like. To Kill a Mockingbird, which, by the way, is being banned in so many schools. I I am so heartbroken by I'm so heartbroken by the need to hide history. We got a big debate with that. I I had band practice today. You know, I can't. Matt Matt did a great job laying out the show's content tonight because I was so late. Because we had to rehearse today for the Impalers, got some gigs coming up. Auditioned a couple different uh, bass players came in today and, and worked with us. Both of them brilliant. Both of them so much better than we should could possibly hope for. But uh, we had a debate this afternoon at band practice between between rehearsals, between auditions, I should say, um, about censorship and why hiding from history is not a good idea. And I, and I mentioned this to Matt, I think it was last week, or no, it was earlier this week. The quote I heard from Ricky Gervais about offensive content, about his jokes being offensive. And, and to paraphrase, if you didn't hear it earlier in the week, if you did, I apologize for being redundant. To paraphrase, if my jokes offend you, it doesn't mean my jokes are offensive. It means they offended you. And there's nothing wrong with being offended I mean, if, if you're offended, I respect that, but it's not my joke, it's you. And he said, even more importantly, though, if facts are offensive to people, don't change the facts, change the feelings. 
Philosophically, I would broadly agree with that point, but some people are going to use it to say, hey, if I use a racial slur in my act, that mm. makes me edgy. That I should, I should be able to stand up and say that. And it's like, well, no, because as times move on, we have hopefully grown to a point where you don't insult certain people in certain ways. And there's yeah. going to be people that are going to take what Gervais said and use it as an excuse for, well, why can't I say this or that or the other thing? Well, because hopefully we've moved past that kind of thinking. I would hope we would. And and if your material offends people, if people are offended, that's a good reason not to use the material. Like you said, you know, you've got every right to feel offended. If you tell me your leg hurts, I believe you. If you tell me you're offended, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. You're offended. You've got every right to feel offended. But not everybody's offended by that, so that's on you. That's not on the material. Using the N-word at the Apollo probably doesn't offend anybody in the crowd, right? Context. Context is everything. Couldn't agree with more. Couldn't agree with you more. Fahrenheit, when we get back, keep, movies just keep coming in. That's great. On Golden Pond, Giant, with, uh, oh, I'm, I'm drawing a brain dead. Oh, James Dean. Thank you, Giant. Um, quickly Down Under, I don't know, man. Again, these are all just opinions. You can't be wrong. If you think Quickly Down Under with Tom Selleck is a flawless movie, good on you, mate. Good for you. I'm, all, I'm with you. Golden Pond was mentioned. Grease was mentioned. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's tough not to let the text machine drive the show some nights. It really, especially when everybody's got such great content, such great input to the show. We appreciate that. <sighs> I want to live in a world where it's okay to be offended. You know, it's okay if you're offended. Everybody gets offended from time to time. But I would like to also live in a world, Spike, where people didn't take so particularly Internet trolls and the cadres thereof. I would like to live in a world where people didn't get a thrill out of being so freaking rude. Being offensive. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Now, now I, I, I will fight with you on that all day. I mean, for you, with you on that all day long. Yeah. To be offensive is if it's your main objective. You're wasting everybody's time. You know, you really are. If, you're, if, you're, if your goal is to trigger either libs or conservatives or MAGA, Republicans or whatever, if your goal is just to offend people and get them triggered, you are wasting everybody's time. Oh, my gosh. Somebody finally said this name, and I, didn't, I, and I missed it, too. The Shining. Shining is a flawless movie. Absolutely flawless. How did I miss that one? Mm. Singles. Nice. Nice touch, man. Boy, singles captured a moment, didn't they? Boy, they they, they nailed it. That's Cameron Crowe, wasn't it, singles? Yeah. Ooh, Almost Famous. I love that. Another one, yeah. Almost Famous, yep. Dudley Moore and Arthur. Flawless, yep. Secondhand Lions. That was... uh. Duvall and Michael Caine, right? And Haley Joe Osment. The last movie he wasn't creepy looking. He was still almost a kid in that movie. Poor kid. <laughs> oh, it's Cairo Nights. I love doing this kind of stuff, but really do. Thanks, everybody. We'll be right back after these. With your, uh, we've given you most of the 
text already because you've been such a huge part of the show. Uh, we'll be right back after these. Nice choice. Uh, The textures tonight, outstanding. Absolutely. Someone mentioned a couple times, uh, a couple people mentioned this, but I should advise everyone to see Four Rooms. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie. He was one of the directors of the film, but it's basically Tim Roth. It's his movie. It's just fantastic. It's the interactions of hotel guests on New Year's Eve. Just fantastic. Oh. Somebody mentioned Blindside as a flawless movie. Although I think uh, <laughs> I think Sandy Bullock might have got a cap popped in her backside when she visited the wrong side of town to look for her boy, man. And that part is a little unbelievable, but, but a great movie all nonetheless. A Time to Kill is another phenomenal movie. Golden Bond. I used phenomenal again in a sentence. I'm so sorry. Oh. <sighs> I like old movies, too. Uh, a texture pointed out that uh, Grapes of Wrath is another example where the movie is as good as the book. Because someone had mentioned To Kill a Mockingbird. And I said, it's hard not to make the perfect movie when you've got such a great piece of literature to work with. And Grapes of Wrath with Henry Fonda was another piece where the movie lived up to the writing. And that's, that's really hard to do. I thank all of you for your input in tonight's show. Tango and cash, sure. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) Rocky's a pretty flawless movie, by the way. Nobody mentioned, nobody ever gives Stallone the credit he deserves for Rocky. That is a great piece of work. Did you know that when Sylvester Stallone approached, uh, it was uh, ABC, his friend Henry Winkler took his script for Rocky to the folks at ABC. And they said, we love it. They want to buy the script to make the movie because Henry Winkler was Fonzie at the time. And he went back to Stallone and said, Sly, they, they, I got good news and bad news. They, they love it. They want to buy it. They want to recast you. And Sly said no. And a year later, Rocky came out with Sylvester Stallone in the title role. And ABC missed. ABC had a chance to buy Rocky and passed because they didn't see Sly Stallone in the role he wrote. For himself. Way to blow it there, ABC. Well done. The Sandlot was mentioned as a flawless movie. Silver Linings Playbook. I, my, another great, great, great De Niro role. Silver Linings Playbook. Great. Even though that is Bradley Cooper's movie, along with Jennifer Lawrence. Great movie. I love talking movies. I really do, man. We can... You know, we can get into conversations about our rights and about life itself, whether it's Second Amendment rights, 
First Amendment rights, right to choice, right to life. We can we can get into these discussions, and we always have our entrenched points of view that we're passionate about. When we talk music, when we talk movies, when we talk about the things that we have in common that we enjoy, it's just a funner conversation, you know? When you go to a party with your friends, you don't bring up politics, you don't bring up religion. Why do we do it here? I know it's a news talk station, and a lot of times it's the world we live in. That's what we do. It's so much more fun, though, when we find the things that we all share to talk about. And Allie from Issaquah said this. uh, Great music, entertaining banter, and we thank you, Allie. That's nice. That's what we're shooting for. Great music, entertaining banter. We hope you guys have a fabulous weekend. Enjoy Super Bowl Sunday. I personally, that's why I don't, like I said, I don't gamble. I don't gamble. But I think it's going to be the Chiefs. I realize, though, Spike, that I do gamble. Yeah? Every time I speak on this radio station, I basically roll the dice. There you go. We're glad you do. We're glad you guys were with us. Hope you have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday.